Welcome to Bookings with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is the one co-host that will rule them all, Brett Irvin. And your co-host, Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book a month and make friends along the way. Uh, what are What's the book we're reading this month, guys? It is called Carrie Soto is Back, Baby, Without the Baby. <laughs> okay, so just Carrie Soto is Back. Yeah, by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It is fun to include that last baby, though. I like doing it, if you haven't noticed. I think he's done it almost every time. I know. That's, I was, I'm glad you actually said that you, you redacted the baby, because I don't want to get people confused. It's just Carrie Soto is back. Baby. Have y'all started? No, I have it nope. purchased, but I was going to start this evening. I started and I'm already, I, it's, it's good, guys. It's so good. You're back into tennis? I, yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Well, I mean, we can't get there yet. We can't get there yet. I'm jumping the gun. It's not a book episode, but it's made me really excited to be watching the current U.S. Open. Um, and as we are speaking, the, the men's final match is being played, and I'm choosing to record the podcast instead of watch that so wow. that's love that's true love that is love sorry about although that. the guy the the american uh tiafo who i wanted to win it all lost in the uh semis so you know it's all right well check um, in next episode and we'll talk about the finals and what happened <laughs> and yeah. we're just going to transition to a tennis podcast yeah exactly oh, um so what is going on in your guys lives right now oh are we we moving into short stories the segment where we talk about each other's lives I think so, right? Well, I like I know. that segment. You two, you two have the big one because you went to, you actually did something this week. We did. Brett, do you want to go first? How are we going to do this? Uh, yeah, I can go first. I, uh, I mean, tell me about we... your, tell me about your Dragon Con experience. So we went to Dragon Con. Um, if those of you who don't know, it is, it's essentially Atlanta's Comic Con. Yeah, it's like That's one the of the largest. Way to describe it conventions in the country uh, it's every labor day weekend in atlanta and it's five days of just craziness basically i think it's atlanta's busiest weekend the entire year because um, there's like football and then dragon con there's like a hundred thousand people downtown they just take over all the big hotels um but it was wonderful uh we had a blast uh, met some great people met some of our uh heroes podcast heroes to be exact um, the McRoy family. We got real pictures with them, and then I also got side pictures of them because I saw them in person. You know that is that. So I, I want you to give a little bit, of, give a snippet of that story and that experience because that Dan, do you know this? Did, did you yes. hear about this? Yes, I, he did tell me about it. It's very I good. Did, yeah, I I had I keep telling every even though like half the people I've told have no idea who they are. If um, I were you, I would be running up and down the streets, like skipping through the streets, just like exclaiming it to I know. any ear who you can find. It's it was wonderful. I was just waiting in a line to get into the vendor hall, and um, the patriarch of the family, Mr. Clint McElroy, was just walking by, and God. I turned around to the person behind me who I did not know and said, "Hey, can you save my spot because I need to go do something." And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, they're like, what? What are you talking about? And so I ran over and was like, excuse me, Mr. McElroy. Um, you said, Papa, Papa. Papa, Dad, can I have a photo? Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, sorry. We, 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 I'm not technically allowed to do that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, no, no, no I'm so sorry. Um, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Come over, come over, come over. And he was like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just going to look away. I'm not even looking at you. I'm just looking away. And so he just like looked on all my photos. He's just looking off into the distance, 
not paying any attention while I'm selfieing uh, the two of us. And it was just a wonderful experience. Um, <laughs> and also a really cool thing that happened is um, I met a really cool author and his yeah, name is R.R. Uh, Verdi. I hate both and of you guys so much. Well, for what it's worth, Dan, I didn't meet R.R. Verdi. So yeah. I, I, this is, this is sad for me also. It was all me, baby. Me and our best friends. Um, <laughs> RR was, obviously stands for. Uh, You're best friends with him, you know. I don't, best I don't know. I don't know it either. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. It's it's actually, it's Roger Roger. Roger Roger Beauty. <laughs> yeah. Um, His parents were big Star Wars fans. Yeah. yeah. But specifically the prequels. But he was a, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful human being. I walked over to the area where he was uh, signing um, and I had Parker's copy of the first binding, his new book that just came out in August. And um, I said to the person, I was like, Hey, is, uh, our, cause I was like 15 minutes late. Yeah. Um, and I said, Hey, is our Verdi here signing? They're like, Oh, you're just in luck. And he, he was like right behind the person I asked. Um, he just like turned around and looked at me and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I said, That's Hey, so cool. And I we saw talked he was for dressed in his like a, uh... His first yeah, as his character, yeah, yeah it's so cool. He had his his red hood on. Um, I think Parker posted a photo of us. Yeah. On um the bookend. I'll probably I'll post it like a full Instagram so that that's documented forever instead of just a story because that's so cool. Yeah, but he was just like uh, he he asked me like how my con was going. He um asked me what my favorite part, and he actually you know comes to Dragon Con a lot. Um, and we just talked for a few minutes and I talked to his, uh, I, I was asking him like what his schedule was and he kept looking on the back of his, like his pass or whatever. Cause he had it like written down. He's like, I don't know. I have handlers that give me That's apple amazing. juice and water and they take me where I need to go. Um, That's so cool. He's a pretty young author. Yeah. Yeah. I That's what like I was 30, like. 33, 34. I, I was surprised. Yeah. Um, but he was, man, he was the sweetest. Um, so we took a photo, uh, I had him, um, I said, Hey, can you sign this? And he was like, Oh yeah. Is it for Brett? Cause he saw my name tag. And I was like, Oh no, it's actually for Parker. He had to leave and he's really upset that he had to leave. Um, and he is a huge fan and he really wanted to get the signed. And he was like, Oh sweet. And he also was like, you know, what? I'm actually going to inscribe it too. And so he wrote a quote from the book. Oh, it's um, so cool. And it was just the sweetest thing. And he had asked me what my favorite part of the convention was. And I talked about the McElroy's. But at the very end, I was like, you know what? Actually, this was my favorite part of the convention. And he he like stopped and was like, man, that's really nice. And he was just like dude, the sweetest that's so guy. Great. We got we got to get him on the show. We got it. I feel like if you reach out, Brett, he he'd be like, oh yeah, I would for love you to. anything. Yeah, you know that and the Macroys was the highlight of the weekend. Nice. Yeah. How about how about uh how was your experience, Parker? I I my saw some of experience. It. Yeah. Well, so so I left a day early, and apparently that meant that I had to miss out on meeting Clint Everything. McElroy in person and Ara Verdi. So that you know was a little bit of a bummer, but ultimately <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, Dan, since you were in there, I'm gonna use you as like the surrogate person and okay. our and our lovely listeners as just like telling the the stories of how it went down. Um, but essentially, so like Amanda and Chris or some friends of ours know, um, like they got the hookup. They, they're family friends with some of the people Creator who founders. founded the con or something, yeah. you know? So, so they were like, yeah, we got a hotel we, we, you know, y'all should come down. So we went down and got to stay with them. Uh, and we just had a blast. I mean, we, I like, 
we were close enough to where we could just like drink and people watch the entire time and that's so fun the most fun thing in the world like just like nerdy people in the wild with in like no element. constraints in their element just feeling themselves it's a beautiful beautiful thing uh and the best part is like there's so many different like uh I, like it's a crossroads for a lot of different worlds of like nerdiness yeah, you'd see like all sorts of things like like books and uh, video games and um, like TV shows and uh, like, I mean, it, just like modern Anything media and then of. stuff from like years and years and years ago. And I don't know. It's just it was it was so much fun uh, just to people watch. And then uh, Maddie and I were were dressed as the Spider-Verse characters uh, like Peter and Gwen. Um, and so we took pictures with like every other spider person we could find. And that was the just the best. It was so much fun, um, man. It was a really, really good time. Also, I did get drunk a lot. And I lost baby Groot. Um, I had a R. baby R. Groot and then I lost baby Groot. Um, so that there was a casualty of Dragon Con. But, oh, all, you know, once a uh, small sacrifice, it was a small sacrifice. Well, and then there was, there was also another sacrifice. Um, which is to say that we did get COVID from, <laughs> from, from Dragon Con. The so, con crud. Oh. Yeah. You know, it was, it's just con crud. What are you going to do? Um, so it, there's been a full week of, of us recovering. Um, and you know, that's just, ain't that just the way. Just ain't how it goes sometimes. Just the way. When you're ain't around that, that many people, it's just gonna, you know. That many nerds just doing their beautiful thing. We also, uh, Dan, I don't know if we told you this, but we saw some like really, really cool Kaladin and Shallan cosplays. Yeah, um, I heard about there the was, there was a Yeah, there, there was a panel um, that they were doing, but it was all like second era Mistborn, like Lost Metal stuff. Yeah. And so outside of Maddie and I, the group that we were with had not read that far. And so I didn't want to. That was me. You know, yeah, step into spoilers. <laughs> well, Chris and Amanda also, because Amanda's yeah. read uh, Mistborn and Chris has read Way of Kings. So they're like, they're Cosmere fans. Yeah. But yeah, um, just but the, yeah, it was it was a blast. Just the the game of like picking out who somebody is and trying to figure out what they what they're coming as is just so, so, so fun. Um, What Brett what was your favorite what, your favorite costume that you saw? Oh, man. Um. I guess it was probably the the peacemaker one was really good because there was the a guy dressed as eagle. So and there was probably the other Luther that I found. Like that was so I was Luther from the Umbrella Academy. Um That's so good. and we didn't see many Umbrella Academy people. Uh but we did find one Luther that was really great. Uh oh man, there's so uh, literally my mind is racing because we saw it was every like 30 seconds we would be like oh whoa i love that i love that um yeah i mean it's it's like just overload the entire time like your brain can't comprehend what's happening yeah there's a moon knight with a full size like conchu that was like nine feet tall yeah a person walking on stilts it was amazing the the scarlet witch the wand the the double wanda one yeah so it was a wanda fairly odd parents crossover and she was holding a a book that was the dark hold like the rules from fairly odd parents was that your favorite you know it was either that or um the really really hot danny phantom that we kept seeing oh my god i forgot about that yeah we saw him like 10 times 
he, he was the most beautiful man I've ever seen with my eyes. Um, yeah. Wow. Everyone was great. It's just yeah. so much fun to people watch. Constant uh, serotonin, right? That's the correct. I think you got it. The oxytocin. Constant melatonin. Melatonin. <laughs> I was napping. Speaking of constant melatonin. Yeah. My week wasn't nearly as exciting. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite uh, costume from the week, Dan? My favorite costume from the week was my 90-year-old grandfather looking like a 90-year-old grandfather asleep on the couch. Because that's what I did this week. I went and visited my my grandpappy uh, for his 90th birthday. And uh, that sounds entirely lovely. Please tell yeah. me about it. He's a, how, he's how a is joyous he? little old man. He's wonderful. Also, the so my um, aunt and my dad threw the party for him, and they invited like all you know people. He used to be a teacher, so they like invited Aww. his students and like yeah. his teaching staff. Oh, that's and, so cool. Um, the a really cool fact about my grandfather is that he was best friends with my best friends granddad in college and so what my aunt did at some points was um uh, like throughout the house she got like really old pictures of my granddad and did like decade rooms so like Whoa. one room was like him oh, from so like cool. the 30s and the 40s and the 50s again guys my granddad is like the best looking man of all time it's crazy how much of a stud this guy was when he was i like see where 20. you get it from i was gonna say apple doesn't fall far man this guy looked so good thank you for that um but some really cool section was they had a bunch of pictures of uh my granddad richie and herbert which is my friend's john's grandfather um and that was like Herbert Stanley and Richie Phillips uh, traveling to Mississippi State for Auburn's 1967 football game. And I'm like, man, this is so wild to look at. Yeah. (laughs) It's so crazy, but it was really fun. Um, And we got like a big Airbnb in my hometown. You and John should take like get some photos of Richie and John's grandfather and try to like line up the photos and take the same like in the poses. It probably would be pretty accurate. John's family heritage looks all very similar. Like him, him and his dad are spot on. So I imagine like younger photos of his grandfather's uh, right up, right up the alley. John is John is just immortal. And that's just him over and over again. It's actually (laughs) been him the whole time. Invisible life of John Stanley. Hey, Richie, Richie Phillips is, is the same uh, Grandpa Phillips that we've talked about on pod who's read a lot of Chris and Hannah novels, right? Yes. He's we the, love this guy. Yeah, he's the best. Actually, there was a photo of him. Um, so he quit smoking when he was probably, like when I was born. I think that was his reasoning. Like, I Aww. think I was born and he was like, yeah, I'm going to stop smoking now. But there was a photo of him reading like uh i can't remember what book it was but he was at a lake house like in a hammock with a cigar in his mouth and he was just like propped up reading a book i'm like man this guy is so cool there's also a photo of him riding a horse with a cowboy hat on (laughs) and he had a pipe in his mouth (laughs) i I want you to recreate all of these photos get get the photo album and then just like go to all the places find that horse Sometimes find some cigars. It'd be pretty cool to look at. Sometimes smoking. I hate how cool cool it looks. Yeah. 
Smoking guys, looks so guys. cool. Hold, hold on, hang on, hold the phone. Let's let let's dial it. Let's dial it back. I I mean, hang on. Okay, Parker, are you I, telling me? I, have I, you? Let's compare a picture of James Dean without a cigarette. And a picture with James so Dean much cooler. with the cigarette. No, no, no. Okay, okay. See, the the thing is, like, I told. Okay, okay, okay. B- between me and me, I totally, I, I totally agree. It does. It looks so cool. But you can't, you can't I, say that on our podcast. We, we do not support smoking. I was just making a quick joke. It's all a joke. Don't smoke. Vape instead. <laughs> yeah. Vaping don't vape. So and cool. Please, please don't. Hey, actually, this. Okay, let's let's. Okay, we're jokes has to stop. Don't smoke. It's bad. Don't put anything in your lungs that should have belonged there. Okay, and resume podcast. One other quick note. Even if it wasn't bad, it's so expensive. Come on. Think of all the books you can buy if you weren't buying cigarettes. Think of all the books. So many books. Um, Speaking of books, what I read this week was Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. This book is so freaking good. Like, I know everyone says it's good for the past 20 years, and I've just never read it. everyone's right. And everyone's right. Yeah. Shocker. We all agree on something. And it's that Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hodge is a really good book. Um, Best book. I didn't really know what to go, like what I was looking for expectations wise, what this book was going to be like. But from, from the title alone, I expected like a Mistborn. Like I expected some like assassin espionage, like heist story. And it is not that at all. Like it is a political fantasy thriller and i loved every second of it it was so so good but side note of it it's really cool to see where sanderson definitely got a lot of inspiration from and Mm. i think it's from this because i i love that just as a thing like when when you can see another author's um like influence into a modern author it's great it's a perfect sample uh Farseer trilogy, the first trilogy in the realm of the Elderlings, which is Robin Hobb's overall work. There's there's three trilogies and one series of four books. It's all in the same world with interconnecting characters. So that's very Cosmere-esque. But in Assassin's Apprentice, there's a character called The Fool. And he's just like the town idiot that pops in to the main character and is just super wise. And like, I, I don't know where it's going with him yet. Because I, I just don't know anything about this series, but I cannot wait to see like what this character is all about. Because I imagine he's going to pop up in every series. So he's a world excited. hopper, and his name is Shmoid. <laughs> right. Um, but to move right on to quote of the week and discussion, I brought quote of the week this week uh, from Assassin's Apprentice, uh, which is just when you cut pieces out of the truth. To avoid looking like a fool, you end up looking like a moron instead, which I think is very telling and fitting for life. I disagree. Yes, it's very wise. Brett disagrees oh. with his pinky in the air and his wine uh, in hand. <laughs> Can y'all lie? I'm so bad at lying. I can't like the idea of like cutting truths stresses me out so much. I feel like like I'm that a quote. good liar, which <sighs> isn't like a good thing. Gasp. Like I don't lie, but like I could. Well, we never know now because you're good at it. Dang. Now we're always going to suspect, though. Always. I'm always, I'm always suspecting. Be on your toes. So let's get into discussion. Let's do it. Rings of Power. Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings show that cost like, I don't know, like $1,000 probably. Yeah, it's pretty cheaply made. 
one or two thousand dollars went into making this show. Yeah. Um, let's, but uh, just like straight up, where where is everyone at? Where's everyone at? I know we're doing I, a recap all episode. Up. All, all caught, caught up. up? Yeah, three episodes. Three Damn up, three it. down. I have not watched the third episode. Oh I know we were supposed God. to before the episode. Hey, Parker, that kind of, kind of messes up all what we were going to talk about. No, 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 no. It's you it's totally it's us. totally fine. We're just going to talk about it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot of. Mm, and mm-hmm when it gets to stuff that is in episode three all right okay, okay. does that sound good yeah you like, don't me. even worry about it. i'm gonna watch it tonight it's not a okay big deal. cool that sounds good to me um but yeah so we're just talking about rings of power and first impressions on it it's it's fresh fresh on the the internet fresh on the tv fresh on our minds what are if, we thinking so far if y'all remember we did have an episode with um nx wilson recently uh in the lead up to rings of power and yeah we just wanted to hit you with our thoughts on the first few episodes and um you know kind of see where we think it's going from here um yeah i personally think it's great i know it's you know getting it's kind of getting review bombed right now because there are it is getting a lot of bombed. it's awful racist horrible people that um don't like what seeing uh people with um that look different from them on uh their tv screen or just in general in life so screw those people and um, we are here to support the rings of power because um because we love that and we want more of that we need more diversity so simply put don't be a dick how about yeah, that exactly um but yeah so uh it is getting review bombed but that's only for those reasons uh i think it's wonderful uh, it's obviously beautifully made because they did spend a billion dollars making it. So they are doing good on that front. Uh, they made sure to shell out uh, all the CG money. Um, so everything's looking really good. Um, I feel like all the characters have been great so far. There's It branches out into like four or five different storylines with different main characters in each. But the, our main characters are um, Galadriel, Elrond... Nori, who is a Harfoot, which are the predecessors to um, halflings or hobbits. And um, we have a elven kind of ranger. His name is uh, Arondir, Arondir. And then we also have... It's hard to keep the name straight. I'm trying to think of them. I think that might be it. Is it just the four? Yeah. Just, two, just from episodes elves. one and two, we'll, we'll no, keep it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just been really great so far. Um, my initial thoughts thoughts are positive, and yeah, I would say so far my favorite storyline is probably Galadriel's um, or uh, Arendir's because they're the most intriguing as far as like the outside world when it comes yeah. to um, Middle Earth. Yeah, so. Uh, my initial thoughts are also good. It's not great yet, but episode three was a lot better than one and two for me. I, I really liked episode three. Um, to to hit all the highs of the shows, music, holy crap, absolutely nailed it. I like every yeah, time so good. that music comes in, it just it fits so well. Um Really, the only issue I have right now, and this is, once again, kind of from episode three, but I feel like the writers are really, like, 
not giving Galadriel a lot to work with. I love the actress that's playing her. I think she's like pulling a lot of weight for what she's been given, but I'm not fully sold like on her character yet. And that like, once again, that's mainly because of uh, the, the stuff in episode three. Um, she's almost like a Zuko or like a Korra character where like I she's going to like develop, but right now she's very like, no talky only punchy and like she's just so like ready to get stuff done and that that character never super jives with me all that well like um but that's really my only negative and it's a very very small like nitpicky negative i'm I'm really enjoying the show um i, I kind of love it i i like seeing the uh like the this warrior version of galadriel instead of the like yeah. infinitely wise lens that we get in the uh, you know the original trilogy of books um, right. like this this second age where she's young and brash and makes mistakes and is hot-headed it, it was so different than what i expected um i agree i mean i i think it's i and this this kind of goes for like the whole show but i think it's a very slow burn yes, feeling exactly. right now exactly um, and i personally am like loving that so much and i think that might be because a lot of the media i've consumed as of late feels like it's almost uh like like just like rushing to get to like something climactic yeah and the first couple episodes having these like characters introduced and the setting and it just like really letting you sit with it it to to me is just like a very refreshing take. I I will say a lot of that will, you know, a lot of the show's outcome will then depend on how they're able to, um, you know, capitalize on that slow burn. And if it, you know, if there's a good payoff on the end, but I, I'm really enjoying this pacing where there's a lot of setup and a lot of build. It's really nice having um, this past two years or so, having Disney plus shows shoved down my throat at like, <laughs> velocity speed <laughs> yeah. to actually have a show that lets me sit back and work out what they want to do myself because like i don't know if you can hear my voice i'm pretty over these disney plus shows right now because <laughs> like, they're killing me and like I, I, I will say hey dan i will say sorry uh sidebar we're, we're going offerings of power she hulk is phenomenal she hulk so is good. so good i've like i'll watch it. i've been laughing out loud every episode um, okay back to rings of power perfect um, no, I, I agree. I, I do like the slow burn, um, the, the slow burn of the show. I hope it, that they pace it out well, cause it is only eight episodes. So we're almost halfway there already. And, um, I, I think it's really about to ramp up just from how episode three ended. Um, yeah, overall positive. I, it definitely doesn't deserve the reviews it's getting. Like there's no way that yeah, that and you know, we, and we can kind of get into that because I, I feel like that's you know people are probably seeing that it's very polarized right now um, from the audience. And I think there's some like valid critiques if people want to say like, "Hey, oh, it's for not sure. for me because of the pacing," or right. um, you know, like yeah. I'm just not my cup of tea. Like, totally fine. You know, I I never want anyone to like feel forced into a corner to like something because of you know X, Y, or Z reason. Yeah. But there is certainly a large mass of negativity that stems from just like really stupid things. Um, I want to point out one thing in particular because I found it interesting. And I, I don't know 
if y'all are aware of this, but they the writers themselves are kind of they have their like one arm tied behind their back a little bit because yeah. they don't actually have the rights to the first age of the Lord of the Rings. Yep. Like all the the Cimmerillion stuff. So there's some inconsistencies. It. Yeah, there's right. There's some inconsistencies and they can get really, really close to a lot of things like references and stuff like that. But they there's some like legal stuff that they have to battle with um, that they that they've had to like take creative liberties and, and you know, change some minor things. And so, of course, you're going to have people who are like super nitpicky about canon and about keeping things like precious so- and everything. Which I think is like kind of ridiculous because if you are able to enjoy Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies, there's so much that was adapted and changed to make it feel better or make it feel more like uh, cinematic. Uh, For instance, Frodo's not a 50 year old man like Elijah Wood's not a 50 year old man. And I just don't understand why the show is getting so harped on for canon um when you know i I don't know that that's that's just my two cents but but i will say i think us three and people like us are the absolute perfect demographic for a show like this where we're lord of the rings fans we've we've all read the books we've all watched the movies and love the movies but that's kind of the extent of it. it besides you know like random fun facts that we know from from like tolkien lore we're not all super fans right that is that is that fair. Know that is, everything yeah. about lord of the rings or we're not people that like when you hear kind of a a less common middle earth term we don't know what it is like we we know the the little things in middle earth where like when they toss it out in the show we can get it but also we can't really critique it for what it's not and so like we know the perfect amount of information to really enjoy this show which i think is most people um so i i i feel like that really just like sets us up for success for liking something like this because we can't nitpick it as much yeah i'm just you know i think i'm i think i'm getting to a point where i'm like i'm really really tired of people being like hyper critical of media and maybe it's just like the you know the outlets that i'm on um or maybe it's just this like the day and age but i feel like people can't enjoy things if they don't meet like their expectations before the things even released Mm -hmm. and so it's almost like everything that comes out these days has like impossible standards to meet and then things get review bombed or things are just like you know under this like crazy microscopic lens of like oh where's the mistakes where are the errors and it's like if you just like sat back and like kicked your feet up and let yourself enjoy it you could there's so much fun to be had and not taking it that seriously yeah let me uh let me talk about the elves for a second because i love elrond i think that casting was so good for that character and i can't wait till he like gets more involved with the show and him getting with uh caliber just sounds so fun and so I, Mm -hmm. i cannot wait to see where that goes yeah, I'm very, very interested with like the forging of the rings stuff mm-hmm. to see just like, all, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm obviously that's like the point of the show. But yeah, the Durin, the Durin scenes were fantastic where he's they're They're so good. Yeah. When he comes, he comes to have dinner at his, at his house. Oh, so fantastic. Yeah, I, I really, really love that scene. Specifically, one of my favorite scenes in the show 
Uh, just because I thought it was a really well done concept was the scene with uh, uh, Durin and um, Jesus. Oh. Why am I Elrond? Elrond. Yeah, thank Were you. Sorry, Durin and Elrond. No, so there there was a, just like a very small scene when they when they first reunite, and you can feel the tension. It's it's shot really well. And the thing that I thought was beautiful was that you have Elrond, who's like so excited to see his friend. Yeah. And then you have Durin, who's just like built up this resentment. And then they speak about it. And he's like, oh, you know, it's been 10 yeah. years of time. And Elrond was like, oh, like it's been like barely any time at all. Yeah. And then Durin was like, no, that's my lifetime. And I, I just really, really like that, like it framed this fantasy aspect in a really cool lens because I don't think we get to see that often of like mm-hmm. uh, immortal beings and how they perceive time. Um, but I really liked that, how he kind of had to have like a, a gut check moment about how like, yeah, 10 minute or 10 years in his lifespan might seem like a blink of the, eye, like a blink of an eye. Uh, but for like Duran, he was without his best friend for a decade and like a huge part of his life. And so much happened uh, and I thought that like small tension was handled really, really well. Yeah, for sure. So um, moving forward with the show, there's a couple characters that are of note. Um, that's real big on Twitter. I'm sure Reddit, anywhere where people are speculating um, who they might turn out to be. But specifically, there is a tall wizard-like character that is with the Harfoots and a character named Nori, who is the the main Harfoot character. And he fell from the sky and like a uh, basically like a comet of cold fire, which is referenced in one of the in the first episode um, as being related to evil. Um, and then there's another character named Halbrand that is traveling with Galadriel. And both of these characters, people are speculating whether maybe they're Sauron. Uh, maybe one of them yeah. is one of the early <laughs> seen, wizards. I love the rumor mill or like the videos. Yeah. So yeah. do you guys have any points on that or any thoughts on uh, on those characters? Yeah, I, I really wasn't thinking too much about what they were going to be. Only thing I thought was like, I really don't want this guy to be Gandalf. Like I really don't want the the comet guy to be Gandalf, and I yeah. don't think it is. But it's, that's the only thing I was thinking about. So I don't think it is, but I think it's intentionally shot to make you th- like to kind of subvert your expectations because like him whispering to the lightning bugs the is very like the moth, yeah, right, very reminiscent yeah. of Gandalf whispering to the moth. But I I've seen a lot of people point out that like the lightning bugs dying right. afterwards, right just like speaks of like of just like a a bad magic or like a bad omen because you know people obviously this is coming from smarter folks than i but people who are like you know dissecting the scenes were saying like within tolkien's lore like if you compare gandalf to this stranger everything gandalf did was to empower those of like meeker or littler stature than him and make them stronger. And he essentially took all of those creatures, those tiny creatures and took the life out of them to just do like a small magic trick. So I don't know. I thought that was an interesting point. I have no clue though. I'm going to not speculate and just let, let the show take me on the journey. My favorite theory that I've seen so far um, regarding Halbrand and this Parker's minor spoilers for you. I know you're about to watch it now. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let it rip. So um, you learn that he's like 
pretty much a, a royalty-esque king type from the Southlands, which we know as uh, kind More, of Kurt, the modern day Mordor, Mordor in the Second Age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but the rumor that I saw, and this is has some some backing to it because you see some real real like anger from Halbrand in episode three and the guy was like man this dude is going to be one of the kings of men and i think he's going to be the witch king and i was like that's the coolest theory i hope that's so true because cool. that would be Ooh, so so yeah. good he seems like the I'm exact God. type of character that yes. he would get one of the he's rings like, and be ripped apart by it because he's yeah can, he's you know on the surface Cunning he's a nice person yeah, but he yeah. is definitely controlled by his emotions, as shown in episode three. Um, he has oh, some pretty strong watches that scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, guys, I'm like itching to to go watch it now. Yeah, but that's that's my favorite theory so far. I will be. Uh, that's the only theory I'll accept because I love it so much. Uh, well, before we wrap up, I have some some last like notes uh kind of along the lines of adaptation so this is this is going away from rings of power did y'all see the percy jackson teaser trailer yes no. it looks so good oh yeah it dropped i mean it dropped today it looks incredible i did yeah. oh i can't wait to watch that so excited i'm so excited they like they they basically used the first paragraph of book one yeah like pretty much dialogue for dialogue like just like as the like the dialogue that's overlaid on the teaser and it's it's so good um um, well check that out Uh, that is very exciting and i think that i got to imagine that's going to come out like within a year yeah that'll be 2023 for sure Uh, i'm i'm so excited for that and i really like that is that's another thing that i'm just like worried is going to get review bombed because of like the annabeth stuff already where people are just the worst um so if you're a fan of Percy Jackson, go support it and go be supportive. Uh, because in Saturn news, and I don't know if y'all saw this, but Paper Girls did not get renewed for a second season, and yeah. a lot of that was to do with yeah. people review bombing it and hating it. Because I it had was... not heard a single thing about Paper Girls, and it's been out for what like two months now. Yeah. So I and of course I haven't watched it, so like I I don't know. Um, you know, like it, it could be a, a poor adaptation, but I, I heard that people really loved it and it just didn't get the love it deserved. And so it already got like basically canceled, which is just, I I just, it's just, I hate when that happens. It was bad timing for the show too. I think, I mean, stranger things season four had like just come out and that might've given people like that fix they were looking for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah. Cool. I mean, rings of power, watch it, give it a chance. Don't review bomb it for no reason. (laughs) yeah don't you be can, don't be a scumbag totally for no reason i would say yeah. it's totally fine to watch the show and not like it there's things in there to not like but i mean give, give it a shot yeah if you want to yes. if not um, that's totally fine to amazon will be probably okay either either way <laughs> um yes so that pretty much wraps us up uh just as a reminder we're we're reading carrie soto is back um we did want to give a quick heads up that if you want to send in questions or like discussion questions or thoughts on the book for us to um, talk about on that episode, we're recording that a week early because of some scheduling conflicts. So we're, we're going to be recording that next week. 
Um, so if you have thoughts and you're able to read it, I know, I know that's a time crunch because the book just came out. Uh, but if you can send us in those thoughts and discussion points, um, before next week, so we can have time to record. Um, also thank you, uh, Megan, uh, your email was so funny people, uh, guys, just like email, email us. It's, it's always lovely when we, we get emails. It. Megan sent us a hilarious, uh, meme and, uh, just some, some conversation points. So thank you, Megan. Uh, thank you, Zach, as always, for being the best provider of quotes. Uh, Hannah, um, Ashley, the, the rest of y'all who are doing the Lord's work and continuing to keep up with us. Um, y'all can reach us at our Gmail, which is bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Uh, I'm also going to go ahead and put out on the airwaves that we need our our quote kingdom um, to send us in some quotes because we are, are the well is running dry. So, so send us some quotes. Exhausted. Otherwise, we'll just bring our own, <laughs> which is fine. Bowl. But it's always so much more fun to, yeah, it's a dust bowl right now. We need some quotes. Um, you guys got anything else? That's I it. think that's it. I think that's, uh, and hang on before we, before we close out, we do have some exciting news though. Next week, we are having a guest on the show, uh, Zoran from book talk, who is a very popular book talker and a friend of the show. Um, and she, I mean, she's very, very big, big in the book community. She has a book club that she runs, um, called fantasy and friends. So if you are a fan of her content, be sure to check that out. We are so excited. Um, we've already recorded that episode, and it was it was so much fun. Um, so that is coming at you next week. And thank you, Jacob, for our intro and outro music, and Maddie for the super cool cover art that I wear on my very, very nice sweatshirt. And never forget the real friends for the books we made along the way. Sweet. I said the intro backwards, or the outro backwards. <laughs> Good. I, you know, we haven't done it backwards in a while. Yeah.